Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Modi, thank you for joining 1010 Wins. It is great to have you here. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the world. That's right. You know, ah, hey, you is that go. the catchiest thing ever? Right. And see, it, your show is so iconic. It's so amazing. It's so, it's just, it's every generation knows it. Anybody that's been in the back of a cab or, or whatever with somebody who's obsessed with, with the, with the weather or the traffic knows you give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. It's a very iconic, and you're showing your New York area roots as well, which we will get into shortly, though. So that's very interesting, though, right? Okay, so first of all, I got to ask you, why do I know about you over the past? Like, why have you exploded in the past year? Not just you on the spot like that, but I think, do you think that's a fair um, sort of description? I mean, you've obviously been on the comedy circuit for many, for many years, but I do feel, you know, it's like TikTok and all that jazz, but like, the past year to two years it's just been like wow so very easy answer uh, uh two years ago maybe two and a half years ago my husband began taking over my social media my account managing yeah some shows uh finding agents finding uh social media teams finding a publicist and he basically took uh me into the next level and making sure that a critical mass of people are seeing me and uh that's that and mashiach energy is what uh is what brought me uh to more faces <laughs> so tell me a little bit about mashiach energy and then we're to get into your audiences because it obviously is connected to it and your upbringing but just describe can um that to me just like uh, you give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. Is your is the is a 10 10 wins uh, uh, saying? I don't know. This slogan came to me because after COVID, I was doing shows for audiences that have been were locked away. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I'm in front of an audience, and you see them all laughing together, and it's they're in harmony. And there's people there that are Jewish, not Jewish, religious, Ashkenazi, Sephardic, Black, and they're all laughing together. I'm like. This is what Mashiach, if Mashiach was here right now, this is what it would be. This is the energy. That's Mashiach energy. And when you have, and then it's not just in a comedy room or a comedy theater, it's anywhere where just harmony and peace and just oneness happens. I just feel that's Mashiach energy. And so, for people who don't know who Mashiach is, what is Mashiach? <laughs> Mashiach is yeah. you can get tickets to his concert. Yeah, who that? The Messiah. It's the Messiah. It's um for the Jewish people. We are praying for one day that the Messiah comes, and 
the whole world lives in harmony. And uh, until he comes, there are patches of times where you can create Mashiach energy. Comedy is one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, comedy, singing, uh, bringing people together through art, together through just a, a prayer, a meal together, is just gathering people and having a unity and having just uh, um, uh, a moment of love kind of is, is Mashiach energy to me. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about sort of in your audience as well. So we're talking about, you know, Mashiach energy, and you're talking about different audiences, Jewish, not Jewish, you know, and then going to a subcategory of Ashkenazi and Sephardic. And for people who don't know, that's Ashkenazi, Eastern European, Sephardic is more um, North African and Middle Eastern. So how did you sort of end up having that initially as your core uh, as your core audience and this also may dovetail into where you grew up in the five towns and stuff like that then you again it's Mashiach energy I was on stage I began to do comparison between Sephardic and Ashkenazi I do perform sometimes for an all Jewish audience yes know the difference between Sephardic and Ashkenazi and again you blew through it but those are the <laughs> Ashkenazi. Uh, to people who aren't Jewish, it's just Jews. But yes. to people who are who are Jews, we, it's there's the people from Eastern Europe, and then they're the Ashkenazi, and then the Sephardic is uh, Spain and everywhere else that has a little bit of flavor. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I call that's it. That's a good way to describe. It. Yeah, and then I say it's like you know, and I say it's like the, in the chicken, there's the white meat and the dark meat. And that's basically, but they're both equally delicious. And yes. the chicken. Right. A little spicier, right? A little spicier, right? There you go. Okay. So then, so tell me then, so, you know, so tell me, I guess, a little bit then about your, so where you grew up in your upbringing. And let's get back to that. Okay. So you were born in Israel, right? Just go, go, going back to that, just, just for yeah. example, Ashkenazi Sephardic. So when I began doing that, we began to get emails and DMs saying, oh my God, I'm Ashkenazi, I married a Sephardic husband, and we've always had this. And it kind of united many, many people who are from uh, mixed marriages, if you want to call, of yeah. Sephardic and Ashkenazi, and they just love it. And they, oh my God, you're so right. My husband makes a big deal out of making this blessing. Or my wife is just basically, she just says, Kachabas instead of Shabbat Shalom. And, <laughs> and so that's, again, a little bit of Mashiach energy, uniting people over a topic that usually would have been uh, something that separated people. Yes. No, it's, um, no, your videos are very funny when you, um, yeah, sort of like divide the categories. And you just said that now, like when you say that an Ashkenazic person will say, I don't want to imitate how you do it, but, you know, the Shakoya thing, you know, it's like an yeah. opinion saying it if it's an Ashkenazi person, but a Sephardic person will be able to maybe a little bit more robust. Just a little more passionate. Yes. Yeah. We'll be a little bit more passionate, right? Yeah. Exactly, right? Um, yes, I could see the difference. I went I went to day school with a lot of Moroccans, too. So I, where, where are you from? I'm from Toronto originally. Oh, Toronto. Love Toronto. Right. We love to, one of my favorite, Toronto, Montreal, one of my favorite cities to perform in. Oh, really? Have you, are you performing there in your current tour? I didn't see any canning dates or not. We're in tour, no, but we're working for the fall. Uh, yeah. the current tour is called, uh, Know Your Audience. Yeah. Or, uh, modilive.com. Anybody that just look, f look for tickets near you. And if there isn't, you, is there tickets near one of your friends? Buy them tickets. And that's Mashiach Energy. Setting yeah. your friends to a comedy show is Mashiach Energy. 
I agree. And then I should add after that we're going to plug it again. So we're also speaking now because on February 1st, you'll be at the 92nd Street Y and sold out, of course, but you can watch it virtually, though. So just go to um, 92YNY.org to attend virtually. And you can do that anywhere in the world. You can be in Toronto or Montreal um, or the Northwest Territories or anywhere, I guess. But yes, um, I feel you'd be a big hit in Toronto. They would um, love love Toronto and my community there. I feel you could have multiple things there. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. yeah. The 92nd Street Y is going to be, uh, again, amazing. I'm so happy we're streaming it. It's the 100th episode of my podcast uh, wow. called Ed Here's Modi. Yeah. Uh, 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 and it's um, the the title of the, it's it's a conversation with, and it's my co-host, yes. Perignal, uh, is going to be on with me, and we're talking about the uh, um, transcending uh, transformative power of humor, which is basically, you know, and what's happening in the world now with the wars and uh, protests and all kinds of that. How do you transform that into into humor? Yes. And that, that, that's that's the main topic, and we're going to be speaking about performing during during this time of the of the of the during this time uh that of the war and and all yeah. of that uh, oh that's interesting yeah i went to a uh, a panel discussion that the uh israeli consulate here in new york held with at the time the chelsea film festival a month or two ago and it was a similar topic it's like how israel is dealing with um all of this you know what i mean how the arts community is for this film yeah. festival so it's definitely a topic Okay, so sold out at the 92nd Street Y, lots of sold out dates. And I think what's interesting, which I want to get to, is that, okay, so we know your audience, you know, is, you know, you have a large, obviously Jewish, you know, audience. You're from New York. You have a lot of dates here, let alone in the Northeast, right? You have massive appeal across the United States. You look at these dates, and to be honest, a lot of people may look at some of these cities and be like, oh, there's an audience there for me to see you there. <laughs> Truly, I thought, I, and then especially when you look at some of these European cities, right? And you see singing um, the Israeli national anthem. Was that in Vienna? I think was that the video? Or was that Ger- it? Was uh, we sang it in uh, in Berlin? Berlin, I saw. Yeah, in Frankfurt. In uh, um, we were just in uh, Dusseldorf. Mm-hmm. We were in Brussels. We were in Amsterdam. We were in uh, Vienna. I, I'm calling that my, um, that's my reparations tour. <laughs> that's the reparations tour. It's, I can't, ex- David, I can't explain to you how, what it's like to come to a community like Vienna, where they used to have a quarter million Jews yeah. and now it's 8,000. Mm-hmm. But they are so tight, uh, um, tight, uh, tight knit. I don't know if that's an expression you yeah. use. Uh, that they, they they had everything available to everybody that's Jewish or, and not Jewish, you know, from from birth to death. They have meat yeah. caves and shmeat caves and nurseries all the way up to old age homes and uh, things for the um, elderly community. And it's a hundred percent Mashiach energy. It's, yeah, that's that's you see it. This whole because you know in New York we have like the Jews are just all over the place. We have a million yeah. organizations, a million synagogues, a million JCCs, and in a place like Vienna, where there's only eight thousand Jews, to see how tight they are and they, and self um, providing, it's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. You know, it's very communal. And did you find that across, especially like I Toronto's like that? I hate to cut you off. Toronto yeah. like that. Montreal is like that. Yes. Even though those are bigger communities, but they have a federation. 
they yeah. have a, a UJA whatever it is. I don't, I don't want to get the, the name. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the same name. It's and just to see it and to be a part of it and just it's so amazing. I think you know it's interesting with Toronto and Montreal in general. I think all the Canadian communities and like Winnipeg as a community and all those places. There's always an expression of Canada compared to the U.S. Whereas like they're one generation closer to the boat, so they're a little bit more kind of a little bit old schoolish. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, they're a little bit like that. So I wonder, even though you're right. The Toronto Jewish population for you know, the Jewish is very large. I mean, it's larger than most American cities, truthfully, yes. after New York and L.A. and Miami. Um, but yeah, I know it's interesting. But yeah, no, I get that. Vienna is a great city. I Vienna was actually one of my favorite um, was actually one of my favorite cities. And it's interesting. You know what I mean? Just given. Yeah. What goes on there? Um, what happened there? The history of it history. is. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. And I've been to Frankfurt. Um. But okay, so tell me, so then have you noticed then, um, so what would be the difference between the American audiences and then the European audiences, sort of like outside New York? Are you seeing more non-Jews going? Are you surprised when you go to Europe and you're like, oh, okay, I got the core group of the Jews, but there are all yeah. non-Jews, Austrians coming. That's it. Some non-Jews were there, but don't forget, there's, um, there's you bring bring a friend. Another one of my expressions uh, is... Uh, be the friend who brings the friends to the comedy show. Yeah. See a comedy show, buy a bunch of tickets, you'll find people to come, and you'll see that they needed the show. Yeah. Um, a lot of non-Jews came to the show. Frankfurt, we had two shows. The second show was half uh, not Jewish. It just yeah. people just from the neighborhood knew that there was going to be a, a good comedy event. And they yeah. Um, but the, the biggest difference, uh, which is what you asked, is... Yeah. You're seeing an audience that is in shock to see a Jew on stage screaming, Hey, I'm a Jew. Yeah. Control the money. We control politics. We control <laughs> this. And, and making a joke of it. Yeah. They still are very hidden. They're, they're very hidden. Like, you know? it's sort of a polar opposite to, like, how a Seinfeld was back in the day. Like, he took the thing where he was, like, the soup, but it was never part of his act. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just a very different um yeah it was a very different it was a very different aspect right and yeah. then, so tell me how did like your upbringing sort of shape your comedy i just wanted to go a little bit to that so you like you were born in israel you came to long island right when you were seven and then you grew up um it was in the five towns right um yeah the five towns yeah so we had um obviously in the house we spoke hebrew yeah I, I was born in Israel. We came here when I was seven. Uh, we spoke Hebrew in the house. I still went back to Israel. So the Israeli part of me lived on. Yeah. And the Long Island. So we had that five towns, the Jewish Jappy yeah. was in my realm as well. Um, I became a little more religious than my parents and fell in love with Chabad. Yeah. Um, went to, uh, while I was at BU, there was a, a yeshiva, Lababach yeshiva that I went to as well. Yeah. Um, Studied that and embraced that, and then learned about other Hasidim, and uh, and now that puts you in a now you're at least in three different worlds. Yeah. Whenever I perform for a Jewish audience, they always think I'm one of them. The yeah. Syrians think I'm Syrian. The Persians think I'm a Persian. Yeah. The Ashkenazis know I'm Ashkenazi. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's like it, it, it's all of that helped create the Jewish voice. Yeah. Yeah. And then comedy always sort of, you know, at the same time, it transcends audience. Like, you know, whether, you know, whether you have a comedian who is, you know, African-American or gay, I mean, you're obviously out and gay, but like, you know, gay. And if the audience is not, 
or, you know, it's Asian, you know, it's the humor always transcends that group, you know, and other people find it funny. So do you find that with your humor, even if you have a, you know, an audience of non-Jews, American, especially maybe European, you know, non-American, your humor still, it's funny, it's funny, right? hundred percent. It's the delivery. It's, um, it's the, you, 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 I do shows at the Comedy Cell. That's my home club. Yeah. My, this April is my 30th anniversary working at the Comedy Cellar, where it's not a Jewish audience. Yeah. When I get off stage, they know we just saw a New York Jew. Yeah. Just like when they see Chris Rock, we just saw a black guy. From exactly. They yeah. know what we saw. And um, not, not from appearance, from, from the material. Yeah. In a neighborhood that growing up in this, and it's the same thing, obviously um, presented in a way that they will understand it. Exactly. You know, I always say my comedy is like a portal into the Jewish world through laughter and pride. Right. You're like an ambassador, an unofficial ambassador. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> and then, so you've performed in Europe and obviously, um, you know, the U.S. and Canada. What about, and then Israel, You have you gone back? I can't remember. Have you gone back since October 7th? Well, if you, so the week before October 7th, I had a tour in Israel. Yes, I think I saw that. Yeah. Holiday of uh, Sukkot. And yeah. so we had a full uh, tour, six shows in venues that were so gorgeous and so beautiful in Israel. And then we were in Israel October 7th, that Saturday. We were in Israel and yeah. we had a flight that, 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 that evening yeah. to go to Paris for four shows in Paris. Yeah. We were in Israel when the war began. And so, um, I'll be going back, uh, uh, soon. Um, I'm, I'm scheduled to go back in June and I, God willing, things will be a lot better by then. Yeah. And then when did you eventually, um, were, were you able to leave Israel? So you were there on October 7th. When did you? Mashiach Energy. Our flight was, we, this is a flight we were booked on yeah. months before. Yeah. It was the last flight that left Israel. Wow. Air France from Tel Aviv to Paris. Yeah. Uh, it was the last flight. There was like a four and a half hour delay where we were literally plotting sitting on the plane yeah. on the runway uh hearing sirens knowing what was going on and the plane finally took off and we went to paris and um oh, you're just sitting on the plane oh my god yeah and people are like, should we sure should, should we shouldn't we be in a bomb shelter shouldn't we yeah. uh, it's israelis are known for being patient people <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty it was a pretty insane day and then do you have a lot of family do you have a lot of family still there or cousins there i have cousins there and like close friends and uh but but that's it yeah they moved there you know. and may i ask then your family that was in israel were they there previously in israel generations or did they come from europe just for your own background i'm curious my pa my my parents were born in israel oh really okay yeah parents were born in eastern europe they came before the war to israel oh, oh they did yeah so they got there. When did they come to Israel? I'm just curious. What you? Um, I'm going to say 30s. 30s. Yeah, early, early 30s. Early, early 30s. Yes. They. Where did they come from in Europe? Uh, Belarus, uh, Romania. You know, the border chain. All those places. Yeah. All that. All that flavor. Yeah. Poland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Romania. Um, uh, Romania, Russia. It was all the borders. For all, every one of my grandparents, they 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 could say they were they lived in. Four different countries. The borders changed every day. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. No, my husband's uh, mom. She she fought in the Palmach. She was in. She fought in the War of Independence. Wow. 
but she was in the Shoah and she was in out, you know, she was in Germany, but she came after. Um, so she was a refugee, um, in Germany, but she shot, she, she, um, she fought in the Palma. So that was cool. I was actually in Israel for the first time a year and a half ago. It was cool. You were. Yeah. It's very interesting. Only a year and a half ago you've been to Israel. Yeah. No, first time being there. Um, but yeah, it was very, uh, so yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. Is he yeah. Yeah. He is. He, he's Canadian, like he's not Israel, like his mother, um, like he's, a, he's Jewish, but he's Canadian. He's Canadian, yeah, yeah, but he's not like, like That's so his, his, mother, his mother, you know, like is German. And then she came after, you know, she's an Irish, you know, all that stuff. And then, um, but yeah, she came to, um, Israel afterwards, you know, at Leet, that detention camp up north. It's like where they all stay. It's all where the British put everyone, you know, crazy history. Yeah. Anyways, but yes. Um, she, she came there and she fought in the war. So that's a big thing, but it was cool. Yeah. Going to Israel though, seeing it, if you've never been there, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, we, my husband's 30th birthday. Yeah. My husband loves Israel. And yeah. so, uh, he came with me the first time for, for, for a family event. And then we went again for when I had tours. Yeah. And, and this last tour he produced and it was unbelievable. Yeah. And, um, but for his 30th birthday, that's what he wanted to do for his yeah. 30th we went to to israel and we brought three friends that were not jewish yeah changed their entire perspective of what's happening in the middle east yeah it's a very important that every jew goes to israel but it's more important than that that non-jews go there and see how advanced this is you know yeah i agree yeah it was um yeah the only thing i didn't like about israel was the dead was the dead sea it was too hot there and we i was there in the summer so it was like it was like dead thing to be honest with you, same. Um, we had to take them there. We had to take yeah. them there to see the Dead Sea. It's an insane uh, phenomenon in the yeah. world. But there were no good resorts. That's the thing. I don't understand. Like, let's just find the best place, with the most <laughs> nicest amenities, and whatever the money is, we'll do it. And it was just so. All of them were blech. And it's really dried up, right? So on that on the Israeli side, it's like you're driving, and it's like it was really dried up. I found that the ocean was. And then, like, walking down to the ocean. But anyways, I know about that. But, yeah, it was very, very, very hot. But, yes, I agree. I agree. It was very fascinating. Um, and it changes your perception of just the relations, I thought, a little bit between Jews and Arabs. Because we, they may be different because we were tourists and stuff. But just we're, we're dealing with Arabs and, you know, different parts. But, um, yeah, it was very fascinating. It was really, yeah, I went to, um, yeah, Haifa and um, yeah, Jerusalem and Tel Aviv and Ben Shemin. If you know that, that's an agricultural area. That's where his mom worked. Um, so yeah, it was cool. Okay. So I want to get back to this though. So when you go to Israel, when you've performed in Israel, what do you find the reaction is there with the audiences? Is there a difference? It's, well, the, the audience in Israel is, uh, it's, there's two audiences I have there. Um, and they were mixed this time. Yeah. There's, there's the Israeli Israelis and then there's the, uh, Americans, uh, can, Americans, hey, <laughs> Australians that all moved there. The it's like the, half of Jerusalem, I felt. Yeah, no, yeah, Anglo's, Anglo's, and they they love anything in English. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they they they, they buy the tickets right away. Yeah, so, so th those were. Uh, but it's fun to have Israelis in the audience too. You know, so that was that was. It. Uh, uh, again, I can't even explain to you, Mashiach Energy. They're really white. No, it's amazing. Yeah, no, no, that is, I mean, it must be a little bit different because I, yeah, the Israelis, Israelis are, are looking at it differently, probably a little bit than, um, you know, Anglo, a yes. Anglo Jews a little bit. I, I was trying to figure out when I was there, 
who's more hung up on the difference between like Ashkenazi and Sephardi. And I actually felt like Anglo Jews are. That's just my personal. Like, I don't even think about it. But when I uh, know people who are, they're like, you know, they're not. but OK. Now, did you now who are some of your comedic inspirations? Um, I always say Alan King, Jackie mm-hmm. Mason, uh, George Carlin. Uh, there's inspirations to today. You know, Louis C.K. is one of my inspirations. Oh, really? Yeah. The comics that are David Tell, Jim Norton, the amazing comedians that are around today are still are, are my are inspiration to me. And um, at the old school guys, I was able to, you know, I was, I can say I'm like the last uh, surviving Catskill comic. I, I caught the tail end of the Catskill. Wow. And I saw comedians up there that no, no one's even ever heard of them and uh, that were amazing next level of delivery of humor of a connection with the audience and um um freddie roman uh i don't know if you heard of him and uh stewie stone and malzy lawrence and the younger generations don't know them but it they were I, where is this love of comedy from like it's so far like you're so into you know what i mean like it's just it's just innate to you it's just like um, it's, I don't know, it's not innate, uh, I guess it is innate, but it's, uh, it, it was a, uh, fluke that happened that I became yeah. a comedian. It was a, um, I was working in banking and I used to imitate the secretaries. Yeah. And my friend said, you should be doing this on stage and you were right. It was, yeah. Okay. So just a few more questions. They'll, they'll, they'll rub up. Well, well, it's almost a half hour already. We're on here. I know. I hope that's okay. Right. I'll wrap it up. I know you're, I have to get going soon, but uh, I know, I know. I can see you looking. It's all right. But that's why you have a husband who manages you, right? Keeps you in line there. All right. So we'll, we'll do a rocket robin round. I promise. Okay. So 2018, Bill, De- stop. Okay. So in 2018, Bill de Blasio. So he declared June 28th, Mordecai Modi. That's your full name. Mordecai Modi Rosenfeld day in NYC. So. Where did that come from, Amy? And that I'm going to be talking about that at the at the 92nd Street Y. You want uh, to save a tidbit there, but I just want to. It was uh, uh, those of you people who don't live in New York. Um, every summer, the mayor has in his house. Um, uh, it's a, a, a heritage week for every different type of heritage. So you have Greek, you have Puerto Rican, you yeah. have um, Armenian, you have whatever and the jewish week and yes. so that year they had olivia de Cacus for the greek week they had <laughs> ricky martin for puerto rican week and i was the one that was honored with um with um being representing the, new york jewelry <laughs> yes very nice yeah uh, being uh the, the they named the day after me and it was for being for for, for by my my a- comedy and acting and and the and the jewish community in new york and the story of how that happened, I'll be talking about the 92nd Street Y. It's a very fight. So remember, everyone, you got to either, if you have your tickets, that's great, or go on 92YNY.org and check you out. So is he your favorite mayor now, or how do you feel about Adams? Or I <laughs> really favorite mayor. All right. I'm just kidding, right? You know, all right. So right there. Um, and then where in New York do you live now? We live in the Lower East Side. Oh, cool. Um, and- and then, do, what do you like about living there? Just get a little. I love it. It's um, I I bought my first apartment uh in '04, yeah. and put another one next to it and broke through. And the neighborhood kept changing. Mayor Bloomberg made sure that you know there was big lots of land here that went yeah. out developed, and he made sure before he left that they were going to be developed well. Yeah, and I feel like I've moved, even though I haven't moved. I feel like I've moved three times. Yes, they. 
there were these empty lots in front of my, our house. And then now there's like a Trader Joe's there, a, a Regal movie theater, this beautiful thing called Essex Crossing. Yes. It was just, it's just developed so amazingly. I live down there too. I live at Houston and Avenue C. <laughs> so I know exactly where it is. So I know exactly. Yeah. I know exactly where you're talking about, actually. Yeah, it's great. Essex Market, that whole development is cool. It's insane. It's beautiful. Um, and then, so then I read, do you still go to the Sixth Street Synagogue? Which Sixth is Sixth Street Synagogue. Yes. That's my shul. Uh, love it. And if I'm there, I'm usually the one davening. And, um, and it's, it's an amazing, <clears throat> truly a Mashiach energy synagogue. There's, it's orthodox, but not many people are fully orthodox there. Yeah. Very, you can go dressed like you are or me. Yeah. No one cares. Um, I've gone there Friday night from the gym straight to, to, oh, to really, yeah, no, I was curious. I passed it because I've been, so, and we have people there who are, uh, gay trans there's, uh, and the rabbi is super welcoming and super, uh, Robert Bellino, Gav Bellino. He's been, uh, on the podcast a few times and, um, an amazing synagogue, you know, where you can be, we can be a proud Jew and be you. That's, I that's wrong. Because you're on their website, I know, when I was looking at it yesterday, so it was funny. Um, but yeah, I pass it a lot, because I'm between C and D. Good so love. You can go there with you have a great time. You don't have to get dressed, and to put a suit on. You yeah, got yeah. easy place, and it's fun, and it's very welcoming. All right, cool. All right, one final question. C, 1030, right? Look at this. So I hear that the subway is a good matchmaking place, dating service, place to find a future husband. What's that about, I hear? Uh, that's where I met my husband on the same train. We, uh, we met each other uh, nine years ago, and um, it's been uh, it's uh, he. We had three dates. He moved in, and that was it. Which subway? Which so? This is you know we're talking six train between Forty Second and Astor. I think is where we we got off. And then what was it about that? Like not to make you you know be cheesy, but what was it about that was like oh. You know that struck you. What on the on the subway? Subway, yeah, about it. Well, David, you being a gay man would understand what a hard gay cruise is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, when you lock eyes and you just know this is oh wait oh oh wow, and right? That was, that was out, right? So uh, does you have a special place in your heart now? <laughs> what does the six train have a special place in your heart right now? It always will. Yes. It's obviously it's, it's the six trains where we met. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I'm just bothering. Right. Hey, it's New York. You got to know. Maybe now a bunch of people are going to go uh, on the six train now. You know, you never know though. Uh, all right. This was incredible. I really enjoyed speaking with you, Modi. And again, everyone could go check out Modi at the 92nd Street Y on Thursday, February 1st, 92yny.org to watch Modi virtually. And of course, you are sold out to see you in person. And what else is cooking? Can we plug the podcast and your website? Plug, pl plug away. So we have the podcast. It's called Ed Here's Modi. And it's, um, and I'll even talk about on 96th Street why, why it's called And Here's Modi. And then there's the website, ModiLive.com, which shows you all the shows that are available. We've added shows in uh, Huntington, in, um, in the, the Paramount in Huntington, in Boston. The Wilbur Theater, we added a show there. Uh, in San Diego, uh, at the Balboa, we added a show there, but there are shows in, in St. Louis, in Pittsburgh, in, um, in Gullis, Mamish Gullis, in the middle of nowhere of America, um, Glensdale, uh, some are sold out, some there are still tickets. It's worth, uh, taking a look at modilive.com 
And of course, on Instagram, Modi underscore live and uh, say hi, say we heard you on 1010 and we uh, and we always get back. We always find some way to, to, to chat. And we I love meeting my audiences on, uh, on on DMs and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very interactive. And it's great. OK, this was incredible. All right. I will let you get back to it. You're busy guy. And thank you so much. And uh, everyone head to the 92nd Street Y next week. All right. Thanks a lot, Modi. Thank you. It's been great. Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.